There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Comedian Jordan Black brings his improv comedy show, The Black Version, to the Kennedy Center tomorrow through Saturday. We spoke about his hilarious idea of doing black versions of beloved white blockbusters, as well as his own career from Saturday Night Live to Community to the Wonder Years. I'm Jordan Black. I'm the creator of uh, The Black Version, an all-black improv show uh, that we will be performing at the Kennedy Center. Yes, it's coming to the Kennedy Center's Family Theater this Thursday through Saturday, and you don't want to miss it. It sounds hilarious. Um, give us, give me the basic premise, because when I first read this, I immediately thought of that movie critic scene in Hollywood Shuffle. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Um, this, uh, the premise of our show is, like I said, it's called the Black Version, and it, and simply what we do is at the beginning of the show, our director uh, polls the audience for movie titles. Uh, then uh, eventually picks one, the audience votes, the director decides, and we do whatever, like a real movie like Titanic or Star Wars, and then we immediately improvise the black version of that movie. <laughs> it's a genius idea. So where, where exactly did, so this started, um, you, you know, workshopped it, I guess, at the yes. Groundlings, right? Yes. Yeah, that's where we started. Uh, we've been doing the show for, since 2010, so almost 12 years now. And um and so we, um, it just came about because I, doing improv, you know, as a black person, you don't see a lot of black improvisers. So over many years of doing improv, I slowly met more and more black improvisers. So at a certain point, I felt like I had enough to do an all black improv show. And that's really what birthed the idea of this show. I just wanted to hang out with my friends who I never get to see because <laughs> they were always in somebody else's improv show was the one black person in an improv show. All right, well, who are some of those friends that you get to hang out with? I mean, I have the list here, but you you said yeah. Um, well, uh, <laughs> the ones that are coming to DC are Gary Anthony Williams, Phil Lamar, Daniel Gaither, Naima Funk, um, and myself, and um, and then our director Karen Mariyama, who is Japanese American, not African American. But um, and what, but when we originally did the show, the original cast was all those people I just named. Also, uh, Cedric Yarbrough, who's still in the cast, but he's not coming to D.C. because he's shooting a TV show in Canada right now. And um, and Key and Peele were in the original cast. Both, so, both Key and Peele were in the original cast. Yeah, yeah. They were in the very first show and and in the show for a long time after that. Wow. And did, and mention some of You had some really famous guest performers that popped Yeah, we've had a time. lot of fun guest performers. Uh, Wayne Brady's done it a bunch. Tiffany Haddish, Niecy Nash. Um, I can't, I'm off the top of my head. I can't remember anymore. Jerry Minor. Jerry Minor. Yes. Uh, for sure. Uh, friend. Um, I mean, Angela Shelton from Frangela has done it. 
So yeah, tons of uh, really cool guests. I love it. I love it. Now you mentioned, uh, you gave me one good example of, you know, doing a, a Titanic, but you call yes. it the black version. Go into that a little more. So what, what entailed the quote black version of Titanic? What, what was different about the ship? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure the ship was a lot smaller. If memory serves as an improv show, and we've done so many of these now, Jason, that yeah. uh, it, it can become a blur. Sure. But um, I do remember the title. No, no, I don't remember the, I don't remember the title of Titanic. I remember the title of Jaws, which was Catfish. And the audience also makes up the titles. Like they awesome. pick, they pick the movie, and then they pick what the black version of the movie is titled. Awesome. So I'm really Titanic. It was um, you know, uh, there was a uh, a lot of like you know the gambling scene. I think it was craps instead of like cards or whatever they had in the movie. So I I love it. I love it. What are some of the other movies that people have thrown well, out over the years, and some tidbits about you know how you how you did them? Yeah. Um. Well, we did. Um. Let me think. We did Pretty Woman. That was called Hot Mess. <laughs> um, we did um, uh, When Harry Met Sally. That was called When Ray Ray Bone Keisha. Um, uh, let me think of some like where I can really think of um, some good uh, moments. Oh, like we did uh, Back to the Future, which of course was called Black to the Future. That writes itself. And, yeah, and in that one, in the when you after you know whatever the Marty the Black Marty McFly did to. Uh, fix the future when we came back his dad was no longer the bullied nerd he was barack obama so. <laughs> hello mcfly yeah mr president right. oh that's great so biff uh biff was bullying a future president funny exactly that's that is great man that's awesome well it's a it's a really really funny idea so how did is are the audience yelling them out in the theater or do they drop you know write stuff down and put it in a hat or something on the way in they yell it out we have them yell it out um yell out titles and then you know our director writes them down and uh and then she like starts saying she goes down the list and says you know you know, clap for the ones you want and whichever one gets the most applause is the one we'll do that night. Has anyone tried to throw you for a loop and, and say like, hey, do the best man or do girls trip? And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, they do. And we tell them we're not going to do a black movie because it's already been done. And also the other thing is we don't let them say like, oh, do the bicycle thief. It has to be an iconic movie that even if people haven't seen it, they know it. Meaning like if we do E.T. and you've never seen E.T., you know kind of the premise of it. That's and on you if you haven't seen E.T. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So it's that thing of we're going to do a movie that people at least are familiar with, the themes right. of it and the story. So because then people enjoy it more if they actually know the movie. Right, right. Well, you and I know The Bicycle Thief, but I don't know how many of our <laughs> Kennedy Center audiences are going to know uh, Italian neorealism. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love it. All right, well, bring your mainstream movie ideas. and talk Exactly, that's what we tell them. <laughs> and so then does the whole uh, the whole performance that night, is it is it like a whole, that it's just that one uh, movie title and you act it out, or is it like multiple throughout the show? Well, what it is is we do one movie for the night, and then in the second half of the show, we do the DVD extras. So we do like, you know, we'll the do bonus features, bonus features. Exactly. We'll do like deleted scenes. We'll do lost auditions. Um, we'll do because we have a um, we do song improv in the show as well. So we do a lot of music in the show. We have a killer band. And uh, so we'll do like a song cut from the soundtrack, you know, um, <laughs> and even and the back up, even throughout the movie, there are songs that we do throughout the movie. Like we open with the love theme uh, for the movie every show. Um, and then we'll drop in a song uh, here and there in the movie uh, to uh, to keep it moving. So even if it's something like Jaws, it still gets a love theme. 
Yes, it still gets a love thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's the black version. There's got to be a love thing. <laughs> but it gives a new meaning to, I'm tired and I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The love version. Uh, had a little drink about an hour ago. The love version. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a really genius idea. Um, so that's really Thank cool. You. And you've been able to keep it going for so long. Well, um, remind our, remind our listeners um, your story a little bit. You know, uh, where, where did you where did you grow up? How, you know, how did you get into comedy? Maybe your early comedy idols, all that, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I grew up in Illinois, a small town. I was a classic class clown. Unfortunately for my teachers, I feel bad for them now. Fortunately um, for your classmates, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my classmates loved it, but uh, <laughs> my, my teachers, not so much. Um, but when I when I graduated high school, I came to L.A. and um, to act and eventually uh, made my way to the Groundlings and took classes there and uh, became a part, a member of that theater company. And that really is what sort of uh, got the doors open for me into the into the television and movie industry. And uh, from there, I got to, you know, act on TV, write on TV. Uh, one of my first writing jobs was Saturday Night Live, because Saturday Night Live, you know, hires a lot of people from the Groundlings. What, so I got se- to- what season, like what about, what year, what season were you? you I was there 2003, 2004 season. Okay, so uh, who were, name some of the cast members. Was that oh, like um, Yeah, I can go down the list. We had uh, Maya Rudolph, who's a good friend, a Groundling alum. Uh, Will Forte, another Groundling alum. We had... Um, Fred Armisen, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, yeah. Jimmy Fallon, um, Daryl Hammond. Is Bill Hader uh, there yet? Bill Hader was not there yet. Uh, Keenan Thompson was there. Awesome. Uh, Finesse Mitchell. Uh, J.B. Smoove was writing on the show with me. Um, uh, Jason Sudeikis was writing on the show with me. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so it was a great um, group of people. Really That's great. so cool, man. Yeah. Um, and then didn't you also do... Did you do a little Mad TV or was it more just like a... Yeah, I did a guest thing. spot on Mad TV. I, I was never a regular on Mad TV. Our, our, um, one of our mem- members of our cast, Phil Lamar, who will be there at the, this week at the Kennedy Center, uh, he is an original um, cast member on Mad TV. Right, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, writing for those sketch shows much, must be awesome. Um, oh, so to- much fun. Incredible. Trying to remind some of our listeners some of the other stuff you do. What was the Comedy Central thing you did half halfway home? Halfway home, yeah, that was a great show, really funny show, and that was an improvised show, sort of like Reno Nine One One. That was an improvised show where all the dialogue was improvised, and uh, we had a great cast. Um, we had um, Oscar Nunez, who was one of the creators of the show, was on there, and uh, Octavia Spencer was there. You know, before she won her Oscar, and when we could afford her. Um, so, uh, it was a really great show and a, and a really, it was one of my favorite gigs I ever had. And of course, all the improvising ties perfectly into, you know, what you're doing with the black version. Can exactly. Say? It's always good practice. Yes. Um, and also tell us, tell our listeners that they need to go dig up this, um, mockumentary short you made called the old Negro space program. A oh bit of yeah. A, tell remind us how it ties sort of a spoof of Ken Burns baseball a little bit, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome about, by the way. I love that. Series. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a spoof of Ken Burns baseball. But, and yeah. it's based on the idea of the old Negro baseball, um, <laughs> league. And so my friend, Andy Bobro, who's also a Groundling alum, who's also a, a big writer producer, and he, uh, he was a writer producer on Community. He came up with this idea and wrote it. And it's about the old Negro space program. And it's about how they didn't have the best equipment and all these things. And I played one of the astronauts in it. And, you know, and it's like, liking the Ken Burns style, it's like reading the letters from home and yeah. it's so hilarious and you can find it <laughs> online and you should do yourself a favor and, um, 
and uh, find it and watch it because someone it's so funny because just this week someone and we did it so long ago and just this week someone brought it up to me uh, yeah maybe because ken burns has the new um it's called us and the holocaust so i just started yeah, watching yeah. that last night that's some that's some heavy stuff but it's exactly. not it's cool that you you did a spoof here of the nasa and baseball yeah it was um, great. <laughs> well you mentioned community a second ago remind us you were the dean of the city yeah. Co- community well, I, college. yeah so i was the evil dean of the arrival city college yes uh dean spreck that was so much fun and my friend andy bobro from groundlings who wrote on the show and produced the show he also created that character and so um i got to play it and also got to work with my good friend jim rash who's from the Groundlings. so we all i had a lot of scenes with him and he played the regular dean the good dean so to speak <laughs> on the show so it was and i love the russo brothers who i'd worked with over the years and they were uh producing the show so that was a big part of how i got on the show as well yeah what did what did they ever do they've never made i don't know it. i feel and bad for them never made any money you know it just seems it just seems like hollywood just turned their back on those guys i don't know why struggling to find work hey i'm gonna th- toss it out to you now what would be the black version of the avengers <laughs> oh my god um not me... to put you on the spot because no that's good i mean i know it could be done yeah the black version of the avengers i'm trying to think of what the title would be um the i, I have no title for that one. but the black version of the avengers would be i guess it would be all the um rejected you know, um, superheroes who got rejected because of racism, you know, or it would be like, okay, they did a bunch of diversity hires. So now they're going to bring in, right. right. They're going to bring in the heroes who never got a shot before. Right. Exactly. You know, we we'll have to be twice as heroic for half the money, you know, so that's, that's what I would be. Right. And then, and then it, and then it does great like Black Panther. So there you go. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Well, thanks. I didn't want you to put you on the spot, but no, I love you. That's my job. I have to get put on the spot. Jason. Exactly. Well, you've done it all. How I Met Your Mother and Ballers and you know Curb Your mm-hmm. Enthusiasm. We won't go into all of it, but everyone can look should look up uh, you know your whole credits. It's really impressive. But um, I do want to at least mention one of the more recent ones. Tell us how fun has it been writing on um, the new Wonder Years? Oh, it's the most fun. I mean. My boss, Saladin Patterson, is a joy. I've worked with him in the past. Over the, I've known him a long time and worked with him over the past. And he's such a great boss. He's so good. Like, I don't know how. He's such a nice person and a good boss so that I don't know how the scripts come out so good. <laughs> the scripts come out so good and the episodes come out so good because the show is excellent. We won a Peabody last season. Oh, my wife and I love it. It's a great show, man. It is such a great show. And I'm really proud of it. So, it's, you know, it's a joy working with the other writers and as well as the cast, you know, so it's been so much fun. It's one of my favorite gigs I've, I've ever had. I'm really lucky to have this job. That's really cool. Is is it is it always a thrill when you write some words on a page as a writer and then you hear, is it Don Cheadle gets to read that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's oh. that's got to be awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, Jason, for sure. Like the fact that, you know, I'm going to write something and Don Cheadle's going to say it or a joke I wrote and Don Cheadle's going to deliver it. I mean, come on, you can't ask for better than that. You know, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And our, in our cast, like Dulé Hill is such a pro and so great. And like, it's like, I'm so impressed with all of them that it's, yeah. you know, we're lucky to have the, the people we have uh, to say the words. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't commend you enough for it because, you know, and it's always tricky when, when you reboot a beloved show like the Wonder yeah. Years. You know, we all grew up watching, you know, the 80s version and yep. it's just that classic theme song and Joe Cocker, everything. And yes. then, uh, you know, so uh, clearly, you know, people had, I guess, every right to be maybe skeptical going in, but you nailed it. I mean, you nailed it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I feel the same way. I feel like it stands on its own feet, you know, and so um, I think we've done it. And I think season two, which we are uh, in the middle of shooting now, I think people are really going to be happy with it. 
Oh yeah, I just love that it, it captures the nostalgia like the first the original, but this one it it has a lot more. I don't know. There's there's commentary on race relations from then mm-hmm. to now. It's like we're, you're you're hashing out present issues while exactly. back in those times. It, it's really yeah. really well done. And that's all my boss Saladin. That's his. Yeah. That's really his sweet spot. And that that was his desire for the show for us to be able to weave that stuff in without being heavy handed and still have comedy and have laughs and all those things. He's done a real good job of balancing all of that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you've been more than generous with your time. Uh, Before we run, let's bring it full circle back around to uh, the black version at the Kennedy Center. And how I mentioned at the top that the premise, when I read it, it reminded me of the the scene in Hollywood Shuffle with the black movie critics. Um, One of my favorite movies of all time. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Like, were you inspired by that? Did you? Yes. I mean, not not directly to the show, but I mean, just through osmosis, like I'm inspired by so many people, Robert Townsend being one of them in that movie. I saw it as a teenager, so it had a huge impact on me and, and my does. And it had a huge impact on the kind of work I want to do, you know, that ha- that is social commentary that has something to say. So um, and I think the black version is definitely um, part of that genre of, you know, of having something to say. Oh yeah. It's, it's classic. If folks haven't seen it, um, it's like a Cisco and Ebert, but yeah. <laughs> basically looking at classics, uh, I guess in that it's what it's like beloved white movies, like dirty Harry. And then they're yeah. like, well, wait a minute. No, he wouldn't be able to just do that. He would get right. blown away. It's great. I, I saw it like a few years ago. Actually, I went to a screening that Robert Townsend w- uh, came to and then did a Q and a afterwards and his stories about making it work just as good as the movie. all right well uh but first uh check out the black version at the kennedy center um it it sounds hilarious um anything else you want to say so all i want to say is just come on out to the kennedy center uh we're there thursday through saturday this week and just come up with all your best movie ideas that you want to see us do the black version of and we will uh have a lot of fun doing it for you i love it hey thanks so much thanks jason it's been a pleasure Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.